This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wednesday, November 29th, 2017 NBA edition of On the Daily, brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. I'm Matt LaMarca, who you can find on Twitter at Matt LaMarca, and I'm joined tonight by Vince Long, who you can find on Twitter at WakeWorkWake. Vince, how's it going? Not too bad, man. Can't complain about anything. How you feeling? Much better. The cough has uh, slowly dissipated. You sound I'm ready much to better. get back into action. Good, man. We need you. Well, we got a nice uh, 10 game slate for a Wednesday. Uh, 10 games is, is like right on the limit of what I like. Like any more than that to me, and it's too much. What's your, what's your optimal slate size? Six games. Yeah. I was going to say, love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They either five or six. I really like five or six game slates. I'm with you. Depending, I- on, depending on the slate, eight games can be okay too, but I, I'm, I'm in the five to six game sweet spot. Yeah, I guess it depends too on the types of games. Like 10 games to me, this is a really nice slate to play some cash games. Um, yeah. You know, you can definitely build, you know, sort of your, your favorite team and not have to worry about too much overlap. So uh, I like bigger slates for cash games, but I guess like, you know, like a medium, like six game slate would probably be my favorite overall. Yeah, I'd have to be right there with you. All right, well, let's start with the first game. Uh, we've got the Washington Wizards at the Philadelphia 76ers. No line on this game currently. Uh, John Wall is going to remain out for the Wizards with his knee injury. And then Ben Simmons and Nick Stauskas are both questionable for the 76ers. So who are we approaching here uh, for the Wizards without John Wall? Um, I mean, the obvious one's Beal. Uh, it's probably be a really good time after a subpar game on Tuesday. Um Otto is always a guy that I can just go back to at his price point. It, it just it just feels right. But the uh, backup point guard situation is very interesting to me because as much as we love Tim Frazier, I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Tomas in the starting lineup or anytime soon, would you? No. I mean, Tim Frazier um, is, is killing a lot of teams tonight, I have a feeling. He's not playing down the stretch. I was just talking to you about their their closing lineup that they're going with. Um, it's, it's interesting cause they're going with Beal, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, Jan Mahimi, and Mike Scott. So, uh, definitely a lot of characters that you would not have really assumed would be in their closing lineup. But I definitely think that that point guard situation is a little shakier than, than it looked, you know, uh, after the wall injury first happened. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's just, I don't know. They got two guys that are going to be career backups and it's really just I, they're probably just ride the hot hand at this point but you know you got to put some money on one or the other because slates like this big slates like this value can open up a whole lot right uh I, i'm with you that beal is sort of the obvious play but i think it's still someone that you have to you know have on your radar tonight at 8100 on DraftKings. he's had a usage rate of over 35 percent with beal off the floor uh had a brutal matchup today against jimmy butler I'm not surprised that he had a subpar game. The Philadelphia 76ers, they have a good wing defender in Robert Covington, but to me, it's not the same matchup. Uh, I'm, I'm much less worried about Beal in this game than I was uh, against the Timberwolves tonight. 
Yeah, it's it's the perfect time to bounce right back on them after everybody has a bad taste in, in their mouth about him twenty you know twenty four hours before. So it's 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 always one of those times. He'll his ownership will be down five percent just because of tonight. So yeah, definitely. Um, what about somebody like Markeith Morris or maybe Marcin Gortat? Just, I mean, yeah, if you need them, but I feel like on a 10 game slate, you probably won't need them. Um, I just, I just don't have a ton of interest. I think it's a bad matchup for Gortat. Uh, you know, I, I just not, not guys I typically go with very often for me. Keith is just a guy that I've been burned on one too many times. He has at this point in time with the minutes he's playing, what is his upside? Like 30 fantasy points tops. So yeah, he's not playing enough right now. Yeah. That's, that's my only issue with him. He's a guy that has shown it before, but not until he gets the minutes for me. The guy would be Gortat. Like I, I, I was all over him tonight at forty nine hundred, but it's definitely um concerning that he's losing more and more minutes to Jan Mahimi. That's something we saw down the stretch last season too. So it's not like this is a new development, but he's gone from playing, you know, thirty five, thirty six minutes a game to now he might not even hit the thirty minute mark. So even at uh forty nine hundred on on FanDuel and 5,200 on DraftKings. It's going to be tough for me to consider him against Embiid. All right, let's flip over to the Philadelphia side. If Simmons is out, are you going to roster Joel Embiid? I know that you're the perfect guy to answer because <laughs> you never want to roster him. Yeah, so. um, that's a that's a, that's a, actually a damn good question. Uh, yeah, he's in play for sure. Um, I mean, you're paying 10K for him though. You know, I mean, it's like it's not a secret anymore. Um, but yes, to answer your question in a, in a, in a brief way, yes, Embiid is fully in play here, but I mean, we're all going to TJ McCollum anyways, right? Ugh. In this, in that scenario. Yeah, probably we have to. Yeah. I mean, he was like that, so that's good your, vo- that's your value ago. point guard, you know, like that's your value point guard. He's Brett Brown point play. guards, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm never expecting another game like he had the other night. But I guess if TJ McConnell is like the, the quickest way to 25 fantasy points you can get, in my opinion. Yeah, like, you're right. He's, and he's that, been damn good when given minutes. Yeah. Like he it's 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 just the system, man. They could put me at point guard and I'm going to hit value at 5K. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's it, it doesn't really matter at this point. I, I just whoever the point guard for the for the 76ers is like that's a that's a viable option. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm with you there. He's 6400 on FanDuel. What do you think about Is that? Is he really? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even see that. Wow. Um I don't even know what to say about that. Uh yeah, yeah. huge, I, I huge mean, pricing discrepancy. He he's he has the upside. Um it's going to be against a backup point guard like his matchup couldn't be better. Um and uh, I think that people if not, that that's it. If that's all it is. Like you're literally playing him at 6200 hoping that he has a repeat of what he did last time or right. two games ago, sorry, two games ago. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I did not even look at his FanDuel price. That's that's insane. Yeah, I don't think I can go there on FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, I'm fine with it. Uh, on DraftKings, it's actually a really strong play at 4600, but uh, 6400 is just too much for me. Oof. Yeah, I'm just now. That's crazy. Uh, I'm definitely all in on Embiid though. If Simmons is out, 9800 for him, I think is a fair price given what he's done. You know, in in the past on a permanent basis. So if he's going to get the usage bump without Simmons, I think it's, it's more than a fair price. I mean, what had, game did Simmons miss? Was that Orlando? Cause um, he played in Cleveland, right? Yes, I believe that's correct. I mean, even in a fantastic matchup for Joel, he still only had 44 fantasy points on DraftKings. Like, yeah, I that's you know, I, just, I don't know because with his usage, I don't know if Simmons being off the court really affects his workload that much. Does it? Um, he like, sees it, he sees a nice bump. I mean, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me exactly right now, but his I don't. Usage, yeah, no, I don't either. I want to say either. his usage rate is like over thirty seven percent with okay. Simmons off the floor, which is, I mean, yeah. which is yeah, I'm fine with that for ninety eight hundred for sure. Yeah, I mean, he listen, he didn't have any peripherals in that game. I'm not trying to make excuses for Embiid. I just think I we've we've yeah, seen no, what this I mean, guy I'm has just... done, and I like the price tag coming back down under ten k. Yeah. So that's he went a really for thirty good and eleven against the Cavs, but had no peripherals. Like this guy is is definitely just a usage machine, and uh, you know I'm looking to buy in on him when I can. Yeah. But that's the difference it, between us because you don't like him. So. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, you're right. I really don't, man. I don't know. I might be the only person on the planet that doesn't just love everything he does. But I, man, I really don't like the guy. But 
What about well, some what about some Bob Covington? If, yeah, that's uh, who I Simmons that, that's who is kind of I'm looking at. I mean, at the price point, it's it's very enticing. This is a matchup that he's had sex, success with before. Um I I like that. Like that's who I'd rather attack from Philly just because I mean, he's got What's 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 Rocco's floor like? Twenty five, twenty eight, maybe, and yeah, he's got like forty five upside. So like, yep. I mean, that's a safe play at six point two. Um, and I don't know. I just I feel like this is a competitive game. So I think it's it, it's a good time to take advantage of this. And I really want to say like I'm just keep in the back of my mind. I have Embiid right now, and I don't know what to say about Rocco because all I want to say is Embiid is like the top center play, but <laughs> I just can't say it, man. I just can't say it. All right, let's move on. Uh, before we get to the next game, I just want to. Uh, Mentioned the Rotoviz NBA pass. You get access to all the Rotoviz content this season. That's seven plays of the day article a week. We have uh, special GPP plays articles uh, and, a, and a whole lot more. Um, listeners to the podcast can get a 30% discount through the podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash NBA podcast. All right, next game up, we have the Phoenix Suns at the Detroit Pistons. Pistons are favored by 12 at home. And we have a 218-point total. Only uh, injury of note on this game is John Luer is questionable with an ankle injury. So let's talk about this game real quick. Anyone that you're considering here on either team? Um, I mean, yeah. I'm looking at Detroit side pretty hard. I mean, obviously you got Booker and Warren from Phoenix that are just kind of always in consideration for me. But with this game, with this flow, I'm probably just going to be attacking Detroit side, if at all. And Drummond is very appealing. Tobias at home is very appealing. Avery Bradley still has, you know, some upside as well. And I think if I'm attacking that game, those are the three I'm going to be focusing on. Yeah, I agree. I'll throw Stanley Johnson in the mix too. I have no problem with that. At 3,900. You know, he randomly has those games where he plays like 40 minutes. And this... (laughs) This could be one where he randomly puts up 30 fantasy points as well. Right. Up-tempo. It definitely fits his style where Detroit might go small. So Definitely. Uh, I like that. I, I like Drummond at 9,200. The only thing I will say is that the one position that Phoenix is somewhat decent against is the center position because Tyson Chandler is like a good individual defender. But that being said, Andre Drummond is, has been a stud this season, and I'm always on board with getting on him. His, there's the the triple double's coming, man. It's coming. We've seen seven what seven assists and six assists over in in his last ten games. It's coming, man. He's yeah, gonna get one. I think he'll get one. I'm with you on that. I think yeah. he'll get one. It's gonna it's gonna take the right matchup, but yeah, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be against Phoenix, but uh, yeah, I I, I feel it coming this year. And then it's impressive only, what he's doing. Yeah, definitely. I I think the bigger thing, even more than the passing, is just. That he can shoot free throws at a competent rate now. Yeah, you know, that, say the same thing. That yeah. keeps him on the floor at crunch time, which has just been huge for his fantasy value. 62% is uh, what we're looking at right now. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, that's almost <laughs> double what he shot last season. Yeah, so. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a drastic – 62% is a drastic improvement for that man. Um, the one thing I will say is Devin Booker, 6,900 on FanDuel. That's just way too cheap for him. Yeah. Um, maybe not in this matchup against Avery Bradley, but if that guy's priced at sub 7K, you know he's going to have a 50-point game You know, at some as point. A, as a GPP play, you're assuming that the game stays close. If the game stays close, he's doing something. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm playing Devin Booker on every slate that he's under 7K. Yeah, so. I've, you're never going to hear a complaint from me about that. You know my love for him, so <laughs> you're never going to hear me complain about playing Devin Booker. All right, next game up, Oklahoma. Ugh, what was that? Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> minus six at the Orlando Magic, uh, 212.5 total. Uh, Paul George has been battling an illness, but he's officially probable for this game. And then Jonathan Isaac ruled out for the Orlando Magic. So let's start with the Thunder. Uh, Russell Westbrook sort of having a little bit of a renaissance here recently. You buy in back in against... Orlando, which has been one of the best matchups for point guards this season. I've definitely been focusing on this matchup a lot. Um, I wish Ru- I, I wish Russ was still you know ten four. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's been incredible, and this is a fantastic matchup. I mean, you can play him for sure, and there's plenty of value available. But like on a site like FanDuel, uh, it's going to be tough because the value's at point guard. So you're going to have to do one of those one and one and not play both value point guards or anything like that. Cause we're going to talk about Kimba being almost uh, doubtful later. So, I mean, it, it's 
this might be the most attractive game with the shortest list of available players for me. Like <laughs> you, you got the obvious ones of like Russ and PG and mellow. I kind of like Adams a bit just because of the matchup, but I, I just, or, Orlando's side is very unappealing outside of AG, and I, I don't know. This game is very, very no. Do you have anybody that you love in this game? Not really. Um, I, I'm definitely like, down with Westbrook if you can afford him. Like definitely, definitely. The, the numbers have been sick. The usage rate has been awesome. Um, he was only at 32 percent against the Mavericks, but 39.5 against the Pistons and 40.4 against the Warriors. Now maybe. Those were, you know, slight revenge matchups for him, you know, because he definitely wanted to go at Kevin Durant. And he also, uh, I don't care what he says, he wanted to go at Reggie Jackson as well. <laughs> so maybe those games are a little bit, um, you know, on the high end of what you can expect from him usage-wise going forward. But I think that, he, you know, this team, it makes sense that they're starting to gel as the season goes along. So I have no problem paying 11-2 for him in you know a terrific matchup yeah it's a good point uh i'm with you on steven adams too that's one of i think the best value plays of the day here uh i I, you know he's gonna play a ton of minutes in games that are close he's like a 37 minute a night type of guy and nick vucevic doesn't scare me at all on the defensive end of the court so uh, i have no problems using him in like my utility spot or if i'm looking to pay down a bit at center yeah he's kind of in my opinion, one of those perfect cash game plays. He's going to play 35 minutes in a competitive game in a great matchup. I don't know if you're getting 50 fantasy points out of him, but like 35 to 40 is totally there, and you're probably going to get 30. At 5.5 on DraftKings, I'm all about that life. Um, I'm definitely going to be avoiding the other side of the ball with Vooch, though. He's been great lately, just a double-double monster, but Adams' defense is not something I like to attack very often. For sure. Um, I do think Vooch is underpriced. I mean, this is a guy who, like, is an automatic play for me when he's below 7,500, but I do hear the, the matchup concerns. It still won't shock me if he goes out there and gets you, you know, 35 to 40, though, in this matchup. Yeah, it, it, he's going to get, what, 14 and 10 in this matchup, but at his price point, I'd rather just play Adams and get very similar numbers. Like, I feel like you're going to get 36 out of both of them. That's just the way it looks for me, you know? Okay, I'm on board with that. Um, you mentioned Carmelo Anthony. He's sixty two hundred on FanDuel. That's a little Ooh. too cheap, right? Yeah, that's that's way too cheap, especially considering the matchup. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely on board with that play. Um, so it sounds like we really like the Thunder. What about on the Magic side of the ball? I think the only one I really have any interest in is Aaron Gordon versus Melo. Um, I just think that there's going to be no defense played there. And when you think of all the other positions you want to attack using Orlando, I think that it's bad matchups for everybody else involved. Right. So I, I think it's going to funnel through Aaron Gordon quite a bit just because of the way the defense is going to allow them to do so. So I think Aaron Gordon could have a nice upside here in this game. I think he's going to be a sneaky play. So, I mean, it, it's I don't know if it's necessarily somebody I'm attacking in cash games, but I think a GPP upside play for sure. Yeah, I, I really want to say Alfred Payton is in play as well. I mean, I just don't know if he's playing enough minutes right now. He, yeah. He almost triple-doubled in uh, 29 minutes against the 76ers. Like, I think he could definitely do that again. But I would feel a lot more comfortable recommending him and playing him if I knew that I was going to get, like, 34 minutes from him. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. There's a there's a couple guys on this list that we're going to talk about today that I'm just worried about the minutes. And he's he's one of them. Um, I don't know. If, do you think he's 100% at this point? Nah, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's 100%. That's obviously, you know, another concern. I do feel like, though, that this guy is, like, winning someone a GPP within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I um, I think it was last week, my GPP article that I wrote on Wednesday. I had – it was him versus Jeff Teague, and that's how I wrote it up. Play both sides of this, you know? Like, here's the way to attack, and they're both low-owned guys because nobody really goes down that road and – I agree with you, man. He's going to be one of those 4% owned point guards that that wins somebody a lot of money. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Charlotte Hornets at the Toronto Raptors. Toronto is favored by 8. We have a 206-point total. So you mentioned Kemba Walker earlier. He is doubtful with a shoulder injury. That's obviously a huge injury for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. 
Frank Kaminsky probable with a foot injury, and then DeMar DeRozan is probable with a knee injury for Toronto. So assuming Kemba's out, who are we uh, going to target here for, for the Hornets? I'm going to let you talk about MCW, but my guys are going to be Batum and Lamb, I feel like. Um, I think Batum will run a lot of this. It'll feed through him. I think that's very interesting. I'm worried about the minutes a little bit. Um, but Lamb is always a guy that if he's going to see an increased minutes load, I'm going to play him. So, but yeah. What do you, what are you going to play Michael Carter Williams? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just, I, mean, I don't know, man. I just haven't been a fan of it since he left Philly. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I just want a point guard. That's, that's going to be that cheap. I, He's been like good on a per minute basis this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's yeah. been good. We know that he can pile up statistics. Like forget about what he is as a real basketball player because we know he's trash. <laughs> but he is going to play, you know, I don't know. What would you say? Close to 30 minutes, right? Yeah, I would give you 30. And he's going to average, you know, maybe close to a fantasy point per minute like at 4200 that's almost a must play for me so you're you're wait you're giving michael carter williams a fantasy point a minute he's averaging 0.92 fantasy points per minute right now this good season. for him but i mean you gotta you have to lower his expectations a bit when he's playing i mean think of their bench like that's that's the way i'm looking at this so he's gonna be moved into the lineup with with batum and you know dwight howard and stuff i yeah, that's fair. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to lower that down to maybe like 0.75, you know? Still, so, if, he, if he gets 30 minutes, that's still an excellent value. Given perfect scenario, MCW or TJ McConnell on DraftKings? Oh, wow. Because neither one of them are cheap on FanDuel either. I think MCW is like 52. Yes, you are correct about that. Man, I want to it's, say, it's McConnell I for me, say it's MCW, but yeah, it's probably McConnell. Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't mind playing both of them, and that's why I was talking about with Russ on Fanduel. That's tough. Um, but yeah, like I, on DraftKings, you can play all three if you want. I think that's the quickest way to West Westbrook is to play both of those guys. Right. But you know, it, it's it's a tough call if you're just trying to play one of them. Yeah, and the, the other thing that's tough is we have a very limited sample size of what this offense looks like with Kemba off the court and Batum on the court. Nick Nick Batum has played has played 13 minutes this season without Kemba Walker. That's plenty of sample size, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> so <laughs> it's very tough to get a feel of how much of the offense is going to run through him. Uh, the guy who actually leads the team in usage with Kemba off the floor is Jeremy Lent at 29.4%. That's, that's not shocking to me. Yeah, it's a little surprising to me, but uh, he's been a stud. He's averaging like close to 41 DK points per 36 minutes with Kemba off the floor. So I guess what all these numbers are pointing to is play Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's that's always been my guy. Like when Batum's out or, you know, MKG, whatever, whenever Lamb is going to get 28 minutes, I'm yep. all about it. I'm all about it. So I hear you. Who is, answer me this, who is playing behind MCW? Is that Monk? Can he play the point? Uh, I think that, I guess Monk, maybe, maybe they do like a, you know, maybe they run Batum as the backup point guard. I, I really don't okay, know. That makes sense. I really don't know. It's I'm just thinking, question. who's the, who's the punt pivot on, in this situation? That, I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of the GPP mentality I have. And I think Malik Monk could easily fit that role. And he's shown, I mean, it was during preseason, but he showed that, man, he gets out there for 30 minutes and gets hot. Things, things can get pretty real quick. Yeah, I mean, the only other point guards on their roster right now are is Marcus Page, who I honestly don't think I've seen in an NBA game yet this season. So I don't know who that is. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, he's a rookie. I want to say he went to UNC. Okay. but that's, that's why I don't know him. I was like, I've been doing this a long time, but yeah, I don't pay attention to rookies unless they get minutes. So um, so yeah, I guess, I guess we're looking at Malik Monk and, and Nick Batum running some point guard with yeah. him, I guess. That's and for what it's worth, Monk has seen a usage increase of four point one percent with uh, with Kemba off the floor. So yeah, maybe maybe Monk is like an interesting you know GPP flyer type of guy. Um, all right, we've spent enough time on Charlotte. Let's move over to the Toronto side of the ball. Say DeRozan's questionable because I hadn't seen that. He's he's probable. Um, okay, he okay. I want to say he sat out of practice, but it might have been more for like precautionary reasons. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's probably the most appealing for me, unless you're just trying to save and you can play Norman Powell. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really love this side of the ball. What about my man Pascal Siakam? Yeah, uh, I'm going to let him be your man, I guess. I don't know. I hadn't so, even looked his way. So over the last five games, he's played 29 minutes in four of those games, and he's scored at least 23.5 DK points in all of them. 3,800. Like, I just think as far as, like, a, a safe cash game punt, Siakam's got to be at the top of the list today. I don't know. You're putting safe next to him? Safe. Guys playing, know, the guy's man. playing minutes, you know? Guys I playing know, minutes. But I don't, I, I don't think I can look at him as a cash game option. I really don't. I was going to give it to you as, like, a play in general for, like, a GPP punt because, you know, he's put up, what, 30 in his last game, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I can give you cash game. That's fine. I'll have Siakam I mean, I'm not, I'm in not my trying lineups to knock tomorrow. I'm just, I don't know, man. I don't know. When I'm running my Siakam Westbrook stacks and winning all the money, <laughs> it'll be you'll you'll look back. Send and me screenshots, it. please. Send me screenshots. Um, but yeah, no, he's really the only guy on Toronto that I'm looking at. Um, other than that, I mean, Lowry, DeRozan, they're always, I guess, in play. But I think honestly, there's more of a chance that this game blows out than. This is like a high scoring back and forth affair. You know what I'm saying? I, I can I can I can get with that too. But wait, is Miles out? I'm looking is Miles still out? Uh I believe CJ Miles is in. Okay. Never mind. I was gonna say give me Powell over Siakam all day, but if Miles is back, I just thought he was still out. I'm looking at I'm looking at old news, I guess. I don't let, know. Let me see. Maybe CJ Miles is out. Maybe I missed him on the injury report. I'm pulling up right now too. This is great radio. <laughs> I'll edit this a little <laughs> bit. Uh, he's he's been missing for a personal reason. Oh, so, see, I thought it was an actual injury. There yes, you go. Yes, it was his wife gave birth. So, oh, good for him, man. That's yeah, awesome. Good I am for... assuming he'll be back tonight. Okay. Oh, and it's baby swag, too. So maybe, uh, maybe that eats into my man. Uh, Let's do it. Maybe that does eat into my man Siakam's minutes, but I'm not uh, scared. Change it now, man. You're all in on that I'm one. Not, I'm not scared. <laughs> all right uh next game up miami heat at the new york knicks uh the heat are favored by one on the road we have a 201 point total on the game which is one of the lower totals of the night uh hassan whiteside he's played recently but he's definitely hurt he's battling a knee injury um it's limited him to you know less than 30 minutes i want to say in four or five straight games so definitely something to monitor they may look to shut him down if he can't improve and then Enos Cantor is probable to return uh, from his back injury. So anybody you're considering in this game, obviously expected to be one of the slower paced of the day. Um, <laughs> I really, with all of my heart, want to have like a Tim Hardaway Jr. Dion Waiters stack in a GPP lineup because <laughs> that's that's everything that my that's why I wake up in the morning is for stuff like this. <laughs> um, but to to answer your question, probably not. Um, but yeah, no, if I do, it's going to be, it's going to be waiters. It's going to be THJ. Do you not love him yet? You were hating on him to start the season. Do you not love Tim Hardaway yet? Uh, love. I'm not going to go to love yet. He's but you, better, you hard he's better like than, him, right? He's better than I gave him credit for. There you that's go. For sure. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I actually have some interest in this game, despite the total. I like Porzingis. His price has come back down to reality. 8,200 is, you know, that's less than what we were paying for him basically at the beginning of the season. So I'm definitely on board with that in this matchup. It's only a matter of time before this guy has another, you know, monster type game. Uh, I'm also cool with Courtney Lee at 4,800. That guy's just been balling recently. Um, poor game last time out. He had 19 points. But prior to that, just a really solid bet to see, you know, 35 or so minutes and, get you 25 to even upwards of 35 fantasy points. So uh, he's another guy that I think you can consider if you need, you know, a guy at the at the lower end of the pricing spectrum. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with either one of those guys. I love that Porzingis' price is much cheaper. Um, yeah, <laughs> as a as a ex-Grizzly, I've always loved Courtney Lee. I just, I'm shot Every time I see him do this, and he keeps, he's been doing it, I will give you that. I'm just waiting for the regression back to what he is, and that's like 18 fantasy points. Yeah, I feel you. I like it's a scary guy to play, but 
But he keeps doing it. He and does it every his, night. And the thing is, his price like never goes up. Because they know that he's an 18 fantasy point <laughs> night guy. Like the algorithm knows that, you know? Right. I, we've talked, I don't know if we've personally talked about this, but I've talked about this on the show before. I think that the ownership definitely plays a part in the pricing algorithm. For and sure. the fact that, you know, nobody even ever during plays this whole run, he's, his max ownership is like 9%. Yeah. You know, that, that keeps his pricing in check. So, um, yeah, I think that he's a smart guy to sort of, you know, target if you need a punt at one of those wing positions. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I, I just, as much as I agree with that, give me the point guards at the same price every day of the week. Yeah, that's fair. In a vacuum, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. For sure. But I typically, if I'm going to punt, I think that that's for most people too. They like to try and, and save at the small forward or shooting guard positions. Yeah, because that's very true. Yeah, it's just easier to punt there and then get the elite production from the guards. But in a vacuum, like if I have to take a $4,800 point guard or a $4,800 wing, yeah, give me the point guard all day. Yeah. Um, anybody on the Miami side of the ball? Because I really got nobody over there that I like. Uh, I was going to say Drogic, but his price is terrible, so I'm just moving on from the situation. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right. This might be the top fantasy game of the night. Definitely a scary point spread, but Indiana Pacers at the Houston Rockets. Rockets are favored by 11 and a half, and we have a 224 point total. Uh, the big injury to monitor here is Victor Oladipo is questionable. Um, he's battling a knee injury at the moment. And then the Rockets are thin at their center position. Nene is questionable, and Zhu Ki, I'm sorry if I butchered that, he is out with a calf injury. So uh, definitely down a few big men in Houston. So let's start on the Pacer side of the ball. What are we doing there, um, you know, it, with or without Oladipo? With him, play him, um, and just hope the game stays close because he's been a monster lately. Um, if he's out, I... I'm I'm probably just playing Lance. <laughs> no problems um, with that. Yeah. Uh I I don't know, man. If he's out, this game is terrifying to me. And I love I mean, there's a laundry list of guys that can play this game it's gonna be a, a track meet um with little defense and I mean that's that's super appealing for what we do, but if Depot doesn't play, man, whew, this game I like this could be a forty point game. Yeah, it's definitely possible. The Heat uh I'm sorry, the Rockets have been rolling kids recently too yeah so because um, Harden keeps putting up 20 in the first quarter yeah he's been insanely good I'm waiting for the Miles Turner game uh I'm not sure if this is it but 6300 for him yeah, is, at that, is, at, is too cheap. yeah at that matchup that's 
very, very appealing. I like the GPP of Sabonis. That's really interesting to me as well. Does Sabonis get garbage time, yes or no? I would say he probably gets some garbage time, yes. I love him as a GPP play. I'm on board with that. He's just, he's just good. He's just a he's, good basketball player. Like, I never in a million years thought this is what he was when he played for the Thunder. Yep. Uh, my, no my theory on that is that Russell Westbrook makes his teammates bad, but, uh, yeah. Hot take. Sabonis is a legit NBA big man. So yeah, um, I think that's fair with the with the Pacers. I mean Stevenson for sure. If Oladipo sits, Oladipo for sure. In my opinion, if he's in, definitely. Um, and then maybe some big man exposure in tournaments. Yeah. Uh, what about on the Houston side of the ball? I mean, for me, now that Paul's back, there's three guys from Houston that I'm probably considering. And that's Harden, Paul, and Capella. The other guys, I mean, as filler options, yes, I have no problems with it. Uh, they're going to be low-owned. But those are the three that I focus on nightly. And I just basically, do I think the game's going to stay close, yes or no? And then I kind of pull the trigger on one of them. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'll be honest, I really like Clint Capella if Nene is going to be sitting. Um, he's averaged basically 46 DK points a night in games without Capella this season. I'm sorry, that's per 36 minutes. That's per 36 minutes, 46 DK points. Um, and you can expect him to play, you know, 30-plus. So I, I really like Capella. The Pacers uh, routinely get killed on the glass. So uh, if if Nene is out, I have no problems paying 7400 for him on DraftKings. Yeah, Pacers bottom 10 against centers uh, for fantasy points against. Um, I mean, I never saw, I, I know that Paul coming around helped out Capella. That made sense to me, but I never saw this coming. They're, they're actually leaning on him. They, I, I always felt like they were timid to play him big minutes, but I feel like the development has come along. He's shown that he's a viable NBA center, if not, you know, an above average NBA center. And in this system, it's perfect for him. So, I mean, the price point is a little steeper than I enjoy paying for him, but he definitely has the upside. Um, and this is definitely the matchup that he could show that upside. Yeah, it's only for me if Nene is out. If Nene yeah. is in and Nene is going to play his usual, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, and that's going to cap Capella at, you know, 28 minutes or so, I think 7,400 is probably too much for him. Yeah, but I agree with that. But if Nene is out, I'm all systems go on Capella. Harden, to me, is the tough, the tough call here. I mean, the guy has just smashed... Chris Paul has come back, and it doesn't matter. He continues to just smash. But, like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Like, this guy has to be too expensive at 11-6. Am I crazy? I, like, what? Like, am I crazy here? What's I don't I don't think he is too expensive. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before in the past. You think Chris Paul hurts him. I don't think he does. I just think Chris Paul makes that offense that much better. And with the way they play and at the, at the pace they play, I feel like both of them can succeed. And yes, Harden, his ceiling is lower. I will give you that. He doesn't, in my opinion, have that 80, 75, 80 fantasy point upside anymore, but he's still going to consistently get you 50 to 55, 60 to 65 easily. Like it's not going to be an outlier of a night. And at that price point, you're, you're paying that for LeBron. You're paying that for Boogie. You're paying that for AD. I think he has the same floor and ceiling as all those guys listed, even with Chris Paul back. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe the way that um, D'Antoni is staggering the minutes so that they each get, you know, a solid handful by themselves is helping. But, you know, I don't think it's like a, an opinion that he has a lower uh, fantasy output when he's sharing the court with Paul. Like, he's got a 4% lower usage rate and a 21% lower assist rate. Like, he's going to lose production when he's playing with Chris Paul. I mean, has he? Well, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to shoot, he shot, what did he shoot in his last game? Like, 13 for 20? Like, you know, he, he yeah, 13 for 20 and 18 for 13 for 3. If he's going to shoot the ball, you know, 80% every night, sure, play him. But I'm just saying, like, if he goes back to shooting at a normal human rate, I think that he's too expensive. That's just me personally. I'm fine being out on that limb. Uh, I'm going to continue to fade him and probably continue to lose all the money. I mean, it, it, I'm just going to say this, and because I feel like this is almost dead on. 
the way you're looking at Harden is the way I look at it, Joel Embiid. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's just we're just reciprocated right now, you know. That being said, I do kind of like Chris Paul at eighty one hundred. Oh, I'm fine with that too. Um, I think that if Oladipo plays, Oladipo guards Harden, and Oladipo, for what it's worth, is still a really really good defender, and perhaps that opens up things for Chris Paul. So that might be sort of my you know GPP pivot. Yeah, but, I have no issue with that. For the record, I'm I'm defending Harden. I don't necessarily think I will play him on this slate. It's a great matchup for him, but the game just scares the hell out of me. But, so uh, Harden at eleven six or Russ at eleven two? Uh, Russ okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. Definitely. I like I like I said when we were talking about. I really like that OKC Orlando game, and I think it goes under own slightly. Okay, I'm on board with that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Next game up. Minnesota Timberwolves at the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans are favored by five, and we have a 218-point total. Only injuries here are Jeff Teague and Nemanja Bjelica, both questionable for Minnesota. They were both uh, game-time decisions today. Seemed like true game-time decisions right up to the wire. Both ended up sitting out. So, uh, you know, what that means for Wednesday's games, not really sure, but it did sound like they were at least somewhat close to suiting up tonight. So, with that being said, who do you like here for the Timberwolves? Yeah, I I feel like if it wasn't a back to back, Teague would have played. So I'm assuming Teague is in this game. Um, I would I would go the same way if I had to guess. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like he's in play for me. But really, the only uh, the only Timberwolf that I'm interested in really is Jimmy Butler right now. I, you, you know that I, I love Jeff Teague and he can offer upside, but I don't know how he's going to come back. I don't know if he's going to be affected or if he's going to be 100%. So he does hurt the usage rate of Jimmy, who's been pretty good over the past few games. But I just like the upside, and I like the way that you're you're worried about down low against New Orleans. Um, Drew's a pretty good defender in his own right, who will probably be on Butler. But I, I just like the way that it funnels to the wing, and I think that Jimmy Butler can offer a lot of upside in this matchup because they're not going to be able to get it from a whole lot of other places. Yep, I'm with you on Jimmy Butler. He's one of those guys that is just a big pricing discrepancy guy. Yeah. So on DraftKings, where he's 7,400, I like him quite a bit. Uh, on FanDuel at 8,600, I will look elsewhere. But um, he's been playing much better recently. I mean, definitely some of that has to do with the Jeff Teague injury. But even prior to that, it seems like he was starting to, you know, gel in his role here a little bit. So. Again, similar to the thing with Russ and the Thunder, like that's not surprising to me. It's not surprising to me that they got off to a slow start, and it's not surprising to me that they're figuring it out as they play more together. Like that's that's what basketball is. We've seen it every time this. Every you know, time it two, happens, yeah, literally every time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not surprising to me at all. Yeah. Um, I am with you though. I think that the Pelican side of the ball is more interesting here. Definitely, you're looking at both bigs for sure. Like, I mean. The, the defense down low from Minnesota is barely there. Um, I just think, you know, Boogie and AD in any game, you're looking at both of them. Uh, the backcourt is really where I'm interested. Obviously, I kind of like Drew, but I think he sees either Wiggins or Butler, which I'm not really that interested in. And Rondo makes a really interesting GPP play for me because of that. You know, but he's going to get the matchup. I personally had not targeting And while Rondo showed it this could be a game in which i'm not saying he's going to offer you 50 you know fantasy point triple double upside but i think 30 to 35 at his price point would be very very sweet yeah i love rondo i mean when this guy starts playing 30 minutes which could be as early as this game i mean who knows how many minutes he would have played against the pelican i'm sorry against the warriors if that game stayed a little closer yeah but uh he's going to crush this salary when he starts playing more minutes like that's a given so I, I like Rondo a lot in GPPs. I'm with you there. Uh, as far as the big man situation goes, give me Cousins in this matchup. Like when it comes to targeting either Carl Anthony Towns or um, Taj Gibson, I'm gonna I'm gonna target Towns. Like Towns has proven to be a soft interior defender, and the the numbers show that for the the Timberwolves, they're getting killed by centers this year and. They're not doing great against power forwards either, but they're doing much better against them than they're doing against centers. So, uh, for sure, I'm paying the extra, you know, 200 bucks every time to get from Davis to Cousins. 
Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think I think that's actually a really really good point. Um, but if we're being real, they're both playing center. The 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 matchup isn't exact for these two guys, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, here. so it will switch around yeah. for sure. We're looking at it as a broad spectrum. So, but even with looking at it as a power four center matchup, good for both of them. Um, and I agree with you. I think Cousins is the better of the two. Um, and look, guys, in this matchup, which is very juicy, when you couple them in with. Westbrook, Harden, where do they rank for you? As like the top tier, you know, elite crop tonight. So ownership nonwithstanding, I'm going to yeah. go Westbrook 1, Cousins 2, Harden 3, Davis 4. Okay. Yeah, I have no issue with that. I would, I, I might, given the potential for blowout, I might put Davis over Harden as well. Interesting. I'm on board with, I mean, listen, I'm fine with that. I'm not playing, I'm not playing Harden. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, I think Davis is a little, he might be a little pricey for me too, which is why I say that him for. Um, but in, in reality, I would probably play Davis before I played Harden. So, yeah. Um, anybody else in this game that, that you're considering? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, I might look at a guy like Wiggins if, Teague sits, but again, we're we're both considering Teague closer to probable. So, uh, yeah, I think that does it for me too. Yeah. All right, everybody's top game of the night: <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies at the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs are favored by eight, and we have a grueling one ninety five point five total. Um, Memphis, obviously, uh, going through <laughs> some issues right now. <laughs> They're basically the walking wounded. Mike Conley, Wayne Selden, Brandon Wright all ruled out. Mario Chalmers is questionable. Uh, but the good news is Chandler Parsons is probable for this game. Thank God. On the uh, San Antonio side of the ball, Rudy Gay uh, probable to play. Tony Parker should play, but it sounds like he's going to be on a 15-minute limit restriction. And then Kawhi Leonard remains out. I honestly cannot believe that Tony Parker made it back before Kawhi Leonard did. I wasn't expecting Tony Parker for like another month, month and a half. I am honestly shocked. Like I thought it sounded like Leonard was like close to playing on opening night. And yet we're 20 games into the season and he still remains sidelined. So I didn't know it was that serious for him. Definitely not. I wish I could go back and not draft him in my one season long league that I do. <laughs> I stopped doing those like seven years ago, so I don't I don't feel your pain there. <laughs> All right. So is there anybody worth rostering in this, you know, slow paced slug fest that we're probably looking at? Given the injury news, if it all breaks our way, I'm probably gonna play Tyreek Evans just because they're gonna have nobody else. Yeah, I like I'm, that call. I like yeah, Tyreek. I mean, I've he's... been playing a ton of Tyreek. And he's cheaper now. You know, he's about almost a thousand dollars cheaper on DraftKings. I know the matchup's gross, but Kawhi's not out there. I think that there's the upside there. Um, Gasol, given the whole uh, coach firing narrative, is very interesting. I know we're an analytic driven site, but uh, sometimes narrative can come into play. But I just don't know if this is this is the spot I want to attack that narrative. So, so I kind of like Gasol. I do. Do you? Yeah, I kind of like Gasol. The Spurs have actually been somewhat susceptible against centers this year. And we've got the potential brother-on-brother matchup. <laughs> you don't think Mark is going to go a little extra hard at Powell in this game? I think it has a lot less to do with Powell and a whole lot more to do with him being in the headlines about getting his coach fired. So, <laughs> so we have, I don't, I don't, we literally go have double narrative streak. Yeah. Double narrative street. Rolling out there. I just don't love it. He has to be aggressive for 100% of the time he's on the floor for him to pay off his price. And we just it, he's just so up and down. Even with Conley out, he's just so up and down. Like, he has to have that motivation. He does. I think it's there. I like I hope assault. so. I, I hope like so. <laughs> I like assault. I even could get talked into some J. Michael Green. I played him against Brooklyn, but that whole game was a trap anyway. So um, yeah, that game. Well, that was the game that got him fired. <laughs> that was the, yeah, that was the game that got him <laughs> fired. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I really, I'm probably just going to focus on Reek. Uh, Gasol is very interesting to me, but I don't know. You're going to have to talk me into it a little bit more later. But uh, that double narrative street didn't do it. 
<laughs> if you would think anybody would be affected by the double narrative street, it's me. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I just look at that price tag and it, it kind of turns me off a little bit. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm definitely high on Marcusol. On the Spurs side of the ball, there's really nobody that I'm looking at. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, only maybe Powell for that brother-on-brother revenge, you know, against his old team, too. That's double narrative as well. Oh, Pair up the Gasols. Can we find the triple narrative? Oh, man. Um, He's been playing more minutes. Like, I, I'm I'm okay with Powell. I don't like paying for guys when they're at, you know, sort of the peak of their salary, which is what I feel like we're getting here with Powell. But, and not with Mark? Not nah, 8300 for Mark is fair. Like, he 73 was... 73 for Mark is fair. 83 is steep. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's definitely more than what we're comfortable or what we're used to paying with him. But if he's aggressive, Mark, this is fair. But he's not always aggressive, Mark. You get like thirty-five percent of the time he's aggressive. That's it. So, okay. well, you you've definitely watched the Grizzlies more than me, so I'll defer to that one on uh, to you on that one. All right, next game, uh, another you know real juicy game, the Bro- the Brooklyn uh, <laughs> Nets at the Dallas Mavericks. No spread on this game. Brooklyn is dealing with a host of injuries. Obviously, they are already down. Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell. Now they have Rondé Hollis Jefferson doubtful. Alan Crabb doubtful. Uh, Damari Carroll is probable, however. And then on the Dallas side of the ball, Seth Curry is out for at least another couple of weeks with a leg injury. So given all the injuries on this Nets team, who's worth rostering for them? I don't know. I, I kind of sneaky like this game uh, for fantasy I mean, purposes. I, mean, I do. I, I'm with you on that. Like, it's definitely a game where the Nets pace is going to increase the value of the Dallas guys for sure. Definitely. And because of the injuries for Brooklyn, I think their value is going to come up as well. Because, I mean, I, I think Carroll, for me, is probably the, the number one. I mean, obviously, I like Dinwiddie against uh, Dennis Smith quite a bit. But given the price, I really like Damari Carroll. Um, I got burned by Booker in the last game, but that means it's the perfect time to go back to him. Um, but I mean, you got, uh, what's the, the average white boy's name, Joe Harris. Yeah. Um, I will not know, be playing Joe Harris. You're not going to play Joe Harris, but no. like you have these guys, uh, Sean Kilpatrick is also great, but like, it's not the best matchup for him, but like you, one of these guys is going to get hit like seven or eight X value and do very, very good things for your lineup. I just, it's tough to nail them down. So I'd rather just attack the mid range with the guy that I know is going to get 30 to 35. Yeah. So I like Carol. I like Carol quite a bit actually, because he sees the biggest increase in usage with, uh, D'Angelo Russell off the court. Okay. Um, I like Spencer Dinwiddie a bit. Um, his price has come down. He was up to 7,300. He's back to 69. I don't know why, but like just getting under that 7K threshold makes me feel a little more comfortable about potentially rostering him. But uh, I still think he's definitely pricey. I really like Sean Kilpatrick at 3600. Yeah, that's, he's he's that's the guy for me. He's probably one of the best punts of the night, given all these guys are out because they're all listed as doubtful right now. So things could change, but given the price point, man, I just remember the the, the Sean Kilpatrick like rise to fame for the DFS community. What was that last year, the year before? Yep. And man, oh man, we, we, we could be seeing it again if they keep getting hurt like this. Yep. Agreed. Like he's an offensive minded player. You know, he's going to be looking to attack when he's on the court, which is why um, I would much rather have him than a guy like Joe Harris, especially considering that Kilpatrick's cheaper than Harris. Yeah, that's a good point. Joe Harris at 43. I didn't even see that. That's that's I'm I'm not interested in that. Give me Wesley Matthews on the other side of the ball over Joe Harris. Okay. Uh, I'm also taking Karis Levert over Joe Harris for 300 more. I think with Carroll back, Levert doesn't offer similar upside. You don't think that losing um, Alan Crabb gives him the same yeah. type, of, type of floor? Yeah, I guess I'll give you that one, but I don't know. I'm just not a huge Levert guy, honestly. I like the guy, and I think he's... I'm looking at a GPP perspective. I don't think he has that upside. For cash, I have no problem with him. Okay, let's go over to the Mavericks. I've been waiting for a while. Is it officially Dennis Smith Jr. time? It's always Dennis Smith Jr. time. <laughs> have you not played him yet? I've played him plenty, but like he's been bad. This is it. He's been he's been bad. He's been playing less minutes recently. Like he... I've gotten. I feel like I've gotten all good Dennis Smith Jr. games. It hasn't been a ton of them. I will fully admit that, but I feel like I've gotten all the good ones. Okay. I have not joined you on that experience. Um, 
But yeah, I think that this is a good spot for him. And for sure, we have to talk about the most underrated player in, in daily fantasy right now, which is Harrison Barnes. Yeah, he's in, he's in play for me too. Um, yeah, I mean, you might be right. He might be the most underrated fantasy option ever. He's going to get you 30 fantasy points each night. Nobody's going to own him, and he's going to be 6K every single night. I mean, you know, and it's Brooklyn, so he might have the worst matchup on the floor, though. Um, disagree. Okay. Disagree. I mean, I know Damari Carroll like has a reputation of being a good defender, but if you look at what the Nets have done against small forwards this year, they've been absolutely abused. So I, I have no problem. I mean, I think they've been abused just because of the team defense. But, I mean, I understand, you know, looking at the numbers, I, I am not going to disagree with that. But, like, not saying it's a bad matchup. I'm saying he might have the worst matchup. <laughs> I, I suppose <laughs> that's the a The wording case. is there. The wording is there. So uh, I guess the bottom line is that, uh, you know, regardless of the matchup, I'm, I'm loading up Harrison Barnes. Uh, and then, yeah, Wes Matthews, again, I think is intriguing as well. He's been uh, surprisingly efficient recently, and he always plays heavy minutes. Like, I don't know if it's because Dallas feels bad about giving him that massive contract, but <laughs> you know that this guy is going to play big minutes. So At one point in time, he was an incredible player. So maybe hope it comes back around or something. Yeah, that was but, like literally like four years ago. Unfortunately, yeah. like well, that was I've uh, wanted the West Matthews. Yeah, I've wanted the West Matthews comeback more than anybody, but it's just not going to happen. Wesley Matthews or JJ Barea for the exact same price? Um, that's a tough one. Barea definitely the higher usage player, but he plays less minutes. I guess give me Matthews. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I think I think it's a coin flip for me. I think Barea offers more upside. Even in the limited minutes. I would agree with that. I would yep. agree with that. If Berea has one of those games, he can definitely put up more fantasy points. All right, and let's get on to the last game of the night. We have the Golden State Warriors at the Lakers. No spread currently. Uh, a couple of key injuries here for the Warriors. Kevin Durant, questionable, and Steph Curry, questionable. However, he did practice today. So I would say Curry is probably a little bit closer to probable. Um, how are we approaching the Warriors here? Obviously, the injury situation is going to play a huge part in, you know, how we how we construct our teams. I mean, definitely. Um, I think if we don't have news, I'm probably just going to avoid it. I'm assuming both of them play from what the reports I've read. It sounded like, you know, they're both ready to go, but they just want to give them just to see that one more time. Yes. Um, If if they do play, I feel like I'm still going to ignore this game. I feel like I just don't. Obviously, I want the value if they don't play, but we have to get that news before lock because I'm not playing the value if we don't have that news yet. Right. So, and if they do play, I think this is a, just a horrible game. So I, I, I'm just like not a horrible that game in, in terms of a blowout. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can play Curry or Durant against the Lakers. Like you're you're not going to have an issue doing that, but you're probably going to get three quarters of them, especially considering they're not 100% technically. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Curry, to me, if the team is full strength, is overpriced at 9600 Durant, though, to me, at 9300 might be a little bit too good of a price tag to ignore. So I, I like that quite a bit if he's going to play. And like you said, he also practiced on Tuesday. I missed that note earlier. So uh, I guess he is looking. It sounds to me like the whole team is going to be active. Yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it. Um. But yeah, ninety three hundred Kevin Durant. I, I that might be just a little too cheap for me uh, in a juicy matchup against the Lakers. So I, I might have to get some exposure there. But I agree with you that other than that, there's really nobody on this team that I'm looking to target if they are at full strength. Is there anybody from the Lakers side you're looking to target either? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the Larry Nance thing kind of throws everything into a loop. Yeah. You know, I I had been playing a lot of Julius Randle. And, you know, his minutes were creeping up. He played 31, 28, and 29. But then Nance came back, and he only played 24 in his last game. So that, that definitely hurts the Julius Randle experiment. Am I crazy if I want to play your boy Lonzo? Um, yeah, I have no interest in Lonzo whatsoever in this game. I, I just, I don't, I don't, you see this is the game that you want to attack Lonzo? I mean, up and down, definitely think, I think suits him. He's been playing a lot better. I will give you that. And, he has been playing a lot better. You know, I'm not worried about Steph Curry getting in his jersey the same way that a guy like Patrick Beverly would. You don't think that Lonzo gets Clay? 
I, I mean, I guess. Like, is Lonzo somebody that you're really that worried about that you want to do a cross match with Clay Thompson? Like, I, mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm not there yet. Yeah. To me, like, Contavious Caldwell Pope has been better than Lonzo. So God, it, it, it would make sense yeah. for me to just leave Clay there. Yeah. I, I'm not even disagree with that. You know, it's just a way of looking at it. Um, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I, I see your reasoning behind Lonzo. I'm not going to disagree with that. I just, I don't see this game staying close enough. I'd rather attack Clarkson, I feel like. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the spread is when it comes out. Um, I do think you can probably play KCP as well. I mean, the guy plays, you know, 37 plus minutes basically every game. And he's just, he's just a solid basketball player. Don't expect, you know, 28 field goal attempts like he had in the last game against the Clippers. But, uh, I do think that this is a guy who, you know, is a pretty safe bet most of the time to get you roughly 30 fantasy points. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. He's been playing. He's another guy that it took a second to click with this new team, but I feel like he's found his role. Um, he fits in well with what they're doing there, so it, it's definitely upside. Yeah, I, I I would rather attack him than Lonzo if you're looking for exposure to this game. Because I, I I don't know if you have this issue. I will fully admit this on the podcast, and I don't mind. I hate not having a late night hammer. It like <laughs> it literally like it's like a it's like a compulsive like obsession for me. And uh, yeah, so a guy like KCP is perfect for a guy like me. That you have to have a late night guy. Like that's who it is. I feel like if I'm picking a warrior, though, it's Clay. Interesting. Would you agree with that? Um, consider me like one of the guys who never plays Clay Thompson. Like I'm, I'm, just... I'm right there with you. But I'm just and uh, I play Clay Thompson in blowout games. Not I, the on the road part doesn't bother me. I play Clay Thompson in blowout games. Yeah, that I'm is the one. spot. That is the spot to target him. Is in a blowout. Um, I, I don't like seventy four hundred for him. Like that's I don't yeah, like playing yeah. him when he's at you know sixty eight hundred. So give me Jimmy Butler over him at the exact same price. That's a really good point. I'll agree with that. Right. So yeah, I mean we're just it's the price inflation of you know no Durant for a couple of games. So. Definitely. Once Durant comes back, these guys will all drop to their normal rates, and then we can consider playing them again. Yeah. All right. Um, let's end it with our with our favorite stack. You know, I, I like that we've sort of added this flair to the podcast. Who who do you got for me? Favorite stack. Um, you're gonna you're gonna shoot me for this, but uh, Brooklyn Dallas. I'm not. I'm not going to shoot you. It's going to be Could interesting you not to see, see Brooklyn Dallas like winning somebody something. Like it's definitely a game. I mean, it's it's all the things that you like, right? You know, yeah. you get all the injury value on the Brooklyn side, and then you get all the pace value on the Dallas side. So yeah. I don't think it's crazy at all. It's just funny because they're two terrible teams. But yeah, because they're 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 garbage. I know yeah. that that that's the kind of basketball that you said turns you on. I love it, man. It's so good. Um, don't, don't worry. On your local station night will be Tim Hardaway versus Deion. <laughs> You're good to go. You're good to go on the basketball. Yeah, I guess I'm going back to Oklahoma City and Orlando. I like it's that a, game. It's a good one. That's probably the game that I like the the two sides the best. I also really like um, New Orleans against Minnesota, but there's there's really nobody on Minnesota that I want to run it back with. So Washington Philly is very intriguing for me as well. Yeah. That, that, that could be a good game, too. Again, yeah. we've got some potential injury value there. So This is a fun little slate. When I was when I was doing the research before we got on got on air, I wasn't that excited about it. Now, like, talking through it with you, like, I'm actually really excited about this slate. Yeah, I think it could it has the potential to be a good one. Definitely. It has a, it has a potential to be a shit show as well, though. <laughs> like, it has the potential to be, like, one of those nights where, you you know, you double your money with, like, a 247. Yeah, like, there could be a lot that. of blowouts, which... Yeah. It looks like Tuesday's kind of that slate as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, for Vince, who you can find on Twitter at WakeWorkWake, I am Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On The Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS.
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.